Here we are back together again for another episode of The Lord of the Storm. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are in Acts chapter 5. You can read along with me if you'd like. I'm reading from my easy to understand and read or EUR Bible. Today, liar, liar, robe on fire. We see what happens when a seemingly generous husband and wife lie to the apostles. The Jewish leaders can't figure out how to keep the apostles in jail. Peter gets beaten again, then jumps right back into the ring for another round. Why does he do it? Let's find out as we read together. Let's pray. Father, as we open your word again today, speak to us and let us hear from you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 5. But a man named Ananias, whose wife was Sapphira, sold some land and kept back part of the proceeds for himself, and his wife knew about it. Then he brought a portion of the proceeds and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the money of the land? While you kept it, didn't it remain your own? After it was sold, wasn't it in your power to do with it as you pleased? How is it that you have done this thing in your heart? You haven't lied to men, but to God. Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and died. Great fear came on all who heard about this. The young men came and wrapped him up, and they carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife, not knowing what had happened, came in. Peter asked her, Tell me whether you sold the land for this price. She said, Yes, for that price. Then Peter asked her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. She fell down immediately at his feet and died. The young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her by her husband. Great fear came on the whole assembly and on all who heard these things. By the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. They were all together in Solomon's porch. Now the rest dared not join them. However, the people honored them. More believers were added to the Lord, large numbers of both men and women. They even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mattresses, so that as Peter came by, at least his shadow would fall on some of them to be healed. The crowds also came from the cities around Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest came, and all those who were with him, the Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy and arrested the apostles and put them in jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors that night and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life in Jesus. When they heard this, they went into the temple at about daybreak and taught. The high priest and those who were with him called the council and all the elders of Israel together and sent word to the prison to have them brought before them. But the officers didn't find them in the prison. They returned and reported, We found the prison shut and locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple guard, and the chief priests heard these words, they were very puzzled about what had happened. Someone came and told them, Look, the men you put in prison are in the temple, standing and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they were afraid that the people might stone them. When they had brought them, they put them before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, Didn't we strictly command you not to teach in this name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you killed, hanging him on a tree. God exalted him with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, 
to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are his witnesses of these things, and so is his Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. But when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and were determined to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the council and commanded that the apostles be put out of their presence for a little while. He said to the council, Men of Israel, be careful with what you are about to do with these men. For previously, Theudas came, acting as if he were somebody important, and about 400 men joined with him. He was killed, and all who were following him were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas of Galilee came in the days of the enrollment and led away some people to follow after him. He also was killed, and all who followed him were scattered abroad. Now I tell you, withdraw from these men and leave them alone, for if their teaching is from the work of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow it, and you would be found to be fighting against God. They agreed with him. Calling the apostles to them, they beat them and commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus any more, and let them go. They left from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for Jesus' name. Every day, in the temple and at home, they never stopped teaching and preaching about Jesus, the Christ. This is one of those stories that must have rocked the early church. Here, a man and his wife, Ananias and Sapphira, have seemingly done a good thing. At this time in the church, people were selling some of their possessions and giving them to the apostles to help the church, which is great, but apparently Ananias and Sapphira were more concerned with appearances than they were in actually helping. So they sold a piece of property and then lied about how much they got for it so they could keep some back for themselves and then told the disciples that it was the full amount. I had wondered about this story in the past. They did a good deed, but their hearts weren't in the right place. They wanted the church to think that they were extravagantly generous. So they lied and said, we got so much money for the property when really they got more. And Peter gets prompted by the Holy Spirit on this because he says, all the money was yours to begin with. You could have done anything with it. It's fine if you wanted to keep some for yourselves, but you have lied to the Holy Spirit. As I read this, a couple of things are apparent to me. One, Peter was in tune to what the Holy Spirit was saying. When Ananias told him the price that he got for it, Peter got prompted that it was a lie. The other thing I'm seeing is that when we lie, we're not just lying to the person in front of us. We're lying to God. Peter tells him, you've lied to the Holy Spirit. We can't trick God. He knows our hearts, our minds, our thoughts. It shows a lack of reverence for him to think that we can get away with lying. He's God. He knows everything. It must be insulting to him when we lie and believe he's not going to know. The other thing I'll comment on from this chapter is the boldness of Peter and the apostles. They had been warned by the religious leaders to stop preaching about Jesus. They didn't stop. They got thrown into prison for it. An angel frees them and tells them to go right back to the temple and keep on preaching. That's pretty bold. They just got set free and they're not thinking to hightail it out of there. They go right back to where they were and continue. That must have caused the religious leaders some frustration. We put them in prison and they don't care. They somehow escape and go right back to preaching about Jesus, whom we killed. Let's kill them too. Now, there was one reasonable leader there, Gamaliel, who warns the other leaders, be careful with what you're going to do. We've seen this before. Kill the leader and the followers quit. But if these men persist, you might find yourself to be fighting against God himself. And the other leaders agree with him, so instead, they beat the apostles and let them go. 
No point in locking them up anyway. They just get out again. They can't keep them chained. So the apostles take their beating and then go right back to preaching at the temple and at home every day. And that should have been a lesson to the religious leaders, but they refuse to learn. So they keep up with their persecution against the church. But as we've seen, that the church often grows the fastest when it's under persecution. So even when it looks like things are at their worst for the church, God is at work in using that persecution to grow the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we recognize you see all, hear all, know all. Help us when we are tempted to lie, to remember how serious you take it, and to fear you more than the consequences of not lying. Lord, we read of the boldness of the apostles and recognize it's only through you that they could be that way. Help us to stand strong when we are tested or face challenges, knowing you are fighting our battles for us. And with you, we always win, even when it would seem to the world that we've lost. For the one listening today who needs your strength, provide it, I pray. Give them peace and help them to stand. And may they be victorious because of you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there is another chapter in the books. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe and also share this message with a friend as we want to see the word go out and the kingdom grow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. God bless.